The Lord be with you. <clears throat> A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus called to him the multitude with his disciples and said to them, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel's will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. The Gospel of the Lord. So today we receive from the Lord a central, a central core teaching of the gospel, which is the following of the gospel, the denying of our own selves and following after Christ. And this follows immediately after Peter has tried to stop the Lord from going towards his passion. We know the Lord said to him, get behind me, Satan, for you are not thinking as God thinks, but as man thinks. And then the Lord now goes even further to Peter and to his disciples and to the peoples which is not only will the Lord move towards his passion, which is distasteful to them, that the Lord will go forward to this act of suffering, the sacrifice of himself for sake of us, but also is that we must follow him in this. We actually have to go and die with Christ in order to rise with Christ. And so how do we do that? How do we die with Christ? How do we die to ourselves and follow after Christ? Because the Lord says, unless uh, a man deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, you know, he cannot be my disciple. And so the Lord is giving very clear instructions here to all those who want to follow after Christ, which it is in this life of following him towards the cross, to following him towards that participation in his suffering and death, not to do it apart from him, but to do it with him. And so we do that practically in our life, by our being united to him through the sacraments, the sacraments that communicate to us the power of his cross, the graces of his suffering and his death. And so when we participate in the sacraments, we are participating very truly in the cross of Jesus Christ and receiving the graces of that cross. But then it has to go also beyond the sacraments into our life. If you will, the sacraments must pour out into the rest of our life. And so the graces that we receive through the sacraments must become active in the things that we do. And so that our faith is not something which we simply proclaim, but something that we proclaim by our life as well, by our life and actions. And so the Lord is calling us, as we see in the gospel, out of this adulterous and sinful generation. Adulterous, this is a theme if you look throughout the Old Testament, whenever there is a reference to God's people. 
They are called adulterous when they separate themselves from him and go after the things of this world. They delight in their hearts in other things besides God, out of proportion to which they should delight. We can still enjoy other things, but it should be enjoyed in right order, enjoyed under the commandments of God. That is what should guide our enjoyment and our delight in this world so that all things are enjoyed for his sake and for this end in a rightly ordered way. But we are to move out of this adulterous generation, meaning we are to turn from all the other little gods that we might have placed in our life and turn towards the one true God and make sure that he is first and foremost. Because if he is first and foremost, then everything else will be rightly ordered. And so we turn from this adulterous and sinful generation, sinful meaning the acts that are contrary to God's will, and that we do those by our own disordered will. And so we have to turn from the individual acts of sin and from this type of adulterous uh, environment and behavior and set God before our hearts as the one object of our love and to love all things for his sake. And we do that by acts of faith, putting our faith into practice. How do we do that? Well, you're doing it right now. One of the acts of faith is to come to Mass. We come to participate in the cross of Christ, truly here. And so here we have turned away from the world and we are turning towards Christ. We turn away from the things of earth and we turn here towards the things of heaven. This is the great act of faith in our life, to come here and to be in the presence of the Lord. This is prolonged and intensified, as the church says, when we come to the Lord in Eucharistic adoration. Eucharistic adoration, as Pope John Paul II said, it prolongs and intensifies the Mass in our life. And so when we sit before the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament and adore Him, we are also then having that and, and acting upon our faith a beautiful act of faith which then turns towards the Lord and sets him as the focus, which is necessary in order to follow him. We cannot follow something that we are not paying attention to. In order to follow something, we must have our attention fixed upon that thing so that we can follow it. And so following requires that we put that thing before our eyes. And so to follow Christ means we have to hold him before the eyes of our heart and of our mind so that we can follow him, so that we can act as he would act, that we can do what he would do, and so that our faith can be put into practice. But following also requires movement. I cannot simply fix my eyes upon Christ and watch him walk off into the distance. I have to actively move after him. I have to walk towards him. I have to enact upon my faith. And so that is the message of the gospel today, to take up our cross, to deny ourselves and follow after him, to leave behind the old self and to move towards the perfection that Jesus is calling us to. Amen.